Hey, everybody, you found it. That's a highly energized me talking to you, me being Michael Loftus. This is the Loftus Party. You have found it. It's fantastic. We got a, such a show lined up. I get I get very excited for these. I think I've been uh, more excited for these last two shows than any. Well, I was pretty excited after Donald Trump won. But these two are right up there, probably above it. Once again, I am joined by the Liberty Gypsy. She is uh, broadcasting from the Freedom Bunker caravan structure located somewhere in New Mexico this week, right? New Mexico. No, no. Are I'm in Florida? rainy North Georgia. Oh, okay. So you're back at the at home camp. Yes. You guys are probably done with your little gypsy tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're actually taking off two days after Christmas now. Ooh. Okay. So here's what here's the way we're doing this. Last week what we did is we did like our year in review. These were the big stories of 2016. So we were thinking what would be fun to do this week is talk about the future. What we're looking forward to in 2017. I don't think that we're talking about uh uh, what do you call that? Like, I want to lose weight. I want to go to the gym. But I don't know. No, maybe that no, is. No, no. Maybe that we is don't do resolutions here. We don't. They're you a don't. bad, bad idea. Really? Yeah. You don't do. Awful. You don't do New Year's res. Have you ever done them before? Well, yeah. That's why I don't do them. <laughs> <laughs> They've always failed. What's the? It's what's not the New that Year's they have res- always failed. It's just like putting this inordinate amount of pressure on yourself based on a date. You know, if you want to make a change in your life, don't wait till January 1st. Just do it. Ooh, you're like Shia LaBeouf. Just do it. Oh, God. Hilarious. (laughs) So I think I think your New Year's resolution is to make no New Year's resolutions. No, 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 no. I don't even do that. Hey, hey, has there any? I drink heavily on New Year's Eve. I wake up New Year's Day and I go about my business. Make a ham, some scalloped potatoes. It's all good. <laughs> what are you gonna do today? I don't know. I thought I'd go over to Lipsy Gyp- Liberty Gypsy's house for some hungover ham and scalloped potatoes. Exactly. And nothing, nothing fixes nothing fixes a hangover like scalloped potatoes. What do you put on your scalloped potatoes? I like how I like how our look forward to 2017 has turned into a recipe show for people who are hungover. But who knows? It is what it is. Like, how do you do your scalloped potatoes? Lots of butter and cheese, like four different kinds of cheese. Well, and there, tea now and a, we're if you're hungover, you gotta hit the grease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what? Are, what are the four cheeses? I'm. I, I love here. I'm gonna say something right now. I love scalloped potatoes, like out of the box, like the Betty Crocker ones. Straight yeah. up, love them. So I have to imagine. Box? I'm, I oh, have I to imagine yours fake. are better. Yeah. Yeah. No, I use sharp cheddar, cheddar Swiss, Swiss Gruyere. And a little bit of blue. Really? Mm-hmm. Gruyere and blue. You mm-hmm. you threw me for a loop on those last two. I was thinking you were going to go like Romano, uh, no. some kind of Parmesan. No, 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 no. And sometimes I don't do the Gruyere. I do provolone instead. But... Provolone. There's a good cheese. Mozzarella. Anyway, well, someday I'm going to want to have that. <laughs> Seriously. I have seen... I remember I watched an Oprah years ago that was so good. It was like the Zapruder film. Oh, my gosh. Who is the uh, the black soul singer? And she made mac and cheese on Oprah. I don't even remember the woman's name. <laughs> I just remember the mac and cheese looked so good. Yeah. No, we do some we do some killer mac and cheese around here, too. It was like six cheeses. And then there was like some kind of Ritz cracker crumbly topping. Good Lord. Yeah, oh, no, I the, could the best kill that the best uh, 
the best hit in this house is my New Year's Eve uh, lasagna, or my Christmas Eve, excuse me, lasagna. That's the only food I ever tried to make where I failed miserably. I'll get back to the lasagna story. I want to give a shout out to the Comedy and Magic Club Hermosa Beach. Comedy and Magic Club Hermosa Beach, they make a mean mac and cheese. They make a super mean mac and cheese. And you know what they can do for you? They can put chicken in the mac and cheese and if you want you can get like a blackened chicken like a cajun dry rub put on the chicken they cook that up they put an oh sweet jesus is it good i want it right now i want you know what it they do down right here. now i have no idea they scoop it with an ice cream scoop roll it in breadcrumbs and throw it in a deep fryer okay that's delicious <laughs> Seen that done before? Tried it. I like the little, like the size of a hush puppy, right? Yep. That's good. They have these things in New York that I just got turned on. I was at the, a buddy's house uh, watching a UFC fight a couple weeks ago. Rice balls. Have you ever had a rice ball? No. I had not either. They take like rice and a little bit of marinara, I think, and some cheese, and they roll that all up into a like a, it's a, about the size of a golf ball, some kind of breading. They deep fry it. You dip that in marinara. Oh, Katie, close the door. It was insane. I'm like, rice ball? What the heck? Crazy delicious. There's not too many things you're going to throw into a vat of oil that I'm probably not going to eat. <laughs> yeah, you've cut to the quick. You've cut to the quick. Yeah, if it's fried, I'm at least going to try it. Let's say that in 2017, we're going to throw more things into a deep fryer and eat them. Yep. Okay. There you go. But what else are you looking forward to in 2017? Okay. Well, this one's kitschy, I guess, but I'm actually looking forward to Arnold Schwarzenegger taking over The Apprentice. Really? I think this is going to be hysterical. Do, like, does he get to use Donald Trump's tagline? No. Does he get to say you're fired or does he need no. his own tagline? Hasta la vista, baby. That's what it's going to be. You think? Oh, he's going to do one of those. He's going to do well, one of those lame old, you know. What is he going to What is he gonna go. have people do? Like, you can't Whatever be the Trump wants. businesses anymore. So, like, what are his businesses other than, like, being an actor? You get to join me as my personal assistant. Some of your responsibilities will be getting my cigars ready, emptying the ashtrays, uh, answering the phone when it's the maid I was banging and telling her I'm not home. <laughs> you know, I mean, overall, I think, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a pretty neat, like, immigrant story. He came here and he was very successful. Um, yeah, I never watched. I never watched The Apprentice before, but I think I'm gonna like tune into the first episode just to see how this looks. Oh yeah, huge ratings on the first one, just for mm -hmm. the just for the uh, like the car wreck aspect, the the rubber yeah. the looky lose, the looky lose as I like to call them. I love The Apprentice when it first started, and then what happens with me is like you get it. You know, okay, I get it, and I'm moving on. Same thing with Survivor. Survivor, loved it the first couple seasons. And then you kind of get it, and then you move on. I can't believe people still watch it. The Amazing Race, I get it. Everybody gets it, m moving on. I think it's shows like that that are ultimately uh, hurting television. I think you that's know, why everybody's going to Netflix and stuff. The only one that I actually, like, watched, and I was like, wow, I really like the people doing this, and this is kind of interesting, was The Voice. That was, like, the only reality TV show that I watched for any length of time. Yeah, but even then, though, I think they should do those, The Voice and American Idol, that should be like the Olympics, and they should work it out between the networks. Like, we're, like you know how every two years you have the Summer Olympics, and then two years later you have the Winter Olympics? You, you need more talent. Like, there's a reason 
these people haven't been discovered yet. It's right. because they're not that talented. Like maybe they sing this song good or that. Everybody knows that person, right? Like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. When she, when she sings, fill in the blank. It is awesome. But then you have her do like some rhythm and blues and she's uh, chewing on it like a dog on a bone. No good. So I think you have to make it more of a uh, it's been four years. American Idol is back. Then you got some time to build up some real talent and just shock right. the world. No, I, I mean, I I didn't watch American Idol because I was not a fan of Simon Cowell. But for some reason, the, the folks that were actually doing it on The Voice, I actually liked. Yeah, there is the there is the yeah. personality thing. However, yeah. and here's what I love about Simon Cowell. And this is what literally literally will bring tears to my eyes sometimes. He is so brutally honest. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a persona that he throws on. I just think he's been around. He's bored by it. You'd think you have – and he's brutally honest. You think you have talent. You don't. You really should be a bellhop. Like give up this – like give up this dream and move on. And that's why it's so satisfying when someone comes on like that little girl. I think it was on uh, The X Factor or something. Did you see that? Like that 12-year-old girl with the ukulele? Yes, and I she's did like, see that I'm going to do what I'm going to do an original song. And Simon Cowell is like, oh, here we go. And then you're like, wow, is this girl crazy talented? She wrote yep. that song. She played it. She's got a great voice. She's got a lovely personality. And then like you find yourself in, on your iPad like, why am I choking back tears? <laughs> it's like that fat lady. Uh, I call it, That's horrible of me to say. But like the. The big girl with Asperger's or whatever from England when mm-hmm. she sang that song from Les Mis and and Simon Cowell's just like, you are awesome. And the crowd is standing. up. It's like a movie. You got yeah. all the drama of a movie. It's yep. so satisfying. But those so, those are the that's the only one I ever really got into with the reality TV. But I, I am going to have to tune in for for Schwarzenegger's first role just to see what that looks like. I understand the premise for the show. I just got to see how that one works out. Yeah, I guess in TV, there's not much that I am like looking for. I'm looking forward to more episodes of The Flip Side with Michael Lawford. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to get more and more fun as we go. I'm looking forward to more uh, episodes of uh, Kevin Can Wait with the fantastic Kevin James and the fantastic Aaron Hayes and all those uh, lovely people. Maybe I'm looking forward to Star Trek a little bit. But I guess that's not going to be on the network. It's going to be some streaming thing, some CBS. I don't even know where you'd go to start. On like an app on your phone or on your iPad. I'm ABC not doing has that. one too. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I know that they have to. It's like a generational thing and they think they're going to get more. I, I just can't. It's just too much. It's just mm-hmm. I have, I've already got the Hulu. I've already got the Netflix. I don't even have the Amazon yet. I guess I have to get that. And now I have to get no, no. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Right. No, and I I'm like not, Star Trek. I'm not. A, I'm not a Trek person. So, uh, I was as a kid. Like I would see Star Trek. I remember this very vividly. This is just a fun little, not even that fun of a story. I remember being a fan of Star Trek, and my friend Todd Hartman, his uh, parents were divorced. He had spent the weekend at his dad's. He came back, and it was a Sunday, so we were playing. Uh, and he goes, my dad took me to see this movie, Star Wars. You have to see it. And I'm like, nope, dude, I'm a Star Trek man. And he's like, I know, I know, but this is going to change your life, yada, yada. So I still – and it did. Like I'm Star Wars, hands down, yep. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. However, I still have a fondness for Star Trek. I love the, the Star Trek Beyond movie. That thing was great. 
No, you said that. You know, I just remember as a kid, the original shows were in syndication. And even as a kid, William Shatner just annoyed me. Yeah. He really ever, turned me off to the whole franchise. Have you ever have you ever watched uh, Googled uh, William, William Shatner Sabotage? No. Okay. It's this great piece of film, and it's on YouTube. William Shatner is doing – a, uh, a voiceover for some commercial, and the word sabotage is in the copy. And, of course, he's William Shatner, and I'm going to buy a blah, blah, blah car. If I wouldn't do that, it would be sabotage. And they go, it's sabotage. He goes, no, it's sabotage. And they go, uh, most people say sabotage. He goes, I am from Canada. It is pronounced sabotage. I have always pronounced it sabotage. And sabotage is the correct pronunciation. Then they cut to an episode of Star Trek from like 1962. And Captain Kirk is Spock. It's sabotage. It's like he wasn't lying. Oh, my God. It was great. Thank (laughs) you, Internet. The Internet doesn't forget. No, no. And we often find things on the Internet that that make us smile like that. But, um... I thought yeah. of one. I thought of something I'm looking forward to. What? Uh, in kind of a, a Scheiden, Schadenfreuden kind of way, whatever that German emotion is. The Apple earbuds, the wireless earbuds. Yes. I am looking forward to watching that crash and burn. That is going to be the Hindenburg. Now Apple can afford it. I've, I've heard they're they're doing okay. But this is the worst idea ever. This is the worst idea. Ever. We're making these two little devices that you put in your ear. It's about an inch long, and you can double tap it and answer the phone, and you can triple tap it and get your heart rate. Dumb, da dumb, dumb, dumb. You're going to lose those things so fast. People are going to be so irritated. There are certain things you just don't improve on. You can try, but uh, good luck. Yeah, it's it's just too much. It's and too it's much. not like too much Christmas. It's just too much functionality and something that's just too small. You done overthunk it. Exactly. You done overthunk it. Okay. Here. Oh, here's what else I'm uh, looking forward to. A giant tidal wave of small businesses and big businesses just having a great year in 2017. 2017, 2018. I think it's going to be a flipping tidal wave. I'm hoping. We oh. need something. They're they're literally it's like when you're in a when you get a, like a U-Haul and you can only drive 60 miles an hour. They put a regulator on it like, sorry, you're just not going to go any faster no matter what you do. They're taking the regulator off. Literally, they're going to get rid of a bunch of these douchey regulations. And I tell you that corporate money is going to come back. And when when corporations are big like that, they can put money into research and development. They can hire more people and people who have small businesses don't have to worry about this and that. And they can hire more people. And I I really it's going to be like uh, the Jiffy Pop. Remember Jiffy Pop? Oh, yeah. It's going to be like it's going to be like that. The American economy was like a thing of Jiffy Pop on a stove. But Obama had the heat sent so low. Nothing was going to happen. Exactly. And now now Trump's coming in going, ooh, do this. And he's going to flip that knob and boom, jiffy pop. Well, that's another thing I'm looking forward to in the political realm is I think these confirmation hearings are going to be amazing. Yeah? Like who's – Oh, yeah. Who are you looking forward to the most? It's not even that I'm looking forward to any – like one individual in a cabinet position, though I do think his EPA pick, um, Dr. Ben Carson, as, as head of, of 
housing and urban development and the the woman he's picked for the department of education they like literally all hate the agencies they're about to lead i find that hysterical no that's great the that's EPA what you want sued the epa yeah that's great i i think it's awesome so i'm thinking more about the process itself and the confirmation hearings as you're watching chuck schumer and the democrats in the senate like foam at the mouth because they have to fight this battle on all these different fronts like they don't like any of them i think chuck schumer's gonna play ball you do yep i really do i got i i'm i'm cautiously optimistic about that dude playing ball because he didn't like when obama was throwing israel under the bus and this is something that i'm looking forward to this is something like hey and this just occurred to me like literally in the moment wasn't didn't wasn't obama caught red-handed trying to influence the elections in israel yeah yeah, so so okay. So as much as we're going to demonize Vladimir Putin to, uh, for for doing our election, maybe we should demonize uh, Barack Obama for trying to mess with Israel's. It's the only functioning democracy over there, and he's going to try to mess with that. What a dick! What a dickhead maneuver. Well, okay. We had, so anyway, we had somebody on the other show I used to do frequently who actually lives in Israel. Yeah. Um, and actually said, you know, from his perspective, more people went and voted for Bibi Netanyahu than would have because Barack Obama did that. Yeah. I'm Which glad it backfired. I'm glad it backfired. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a picture on Twitter the other day. They're like Bibi Netanyahu when he's like 20 years old mm-hmm. and he's like all geared up like he's special forces. And then opposite him was a picture of uh, uh, Barack Obama when he was 20 getting high in college. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Who would you pick in a street fight? <laughs> I'm going to go with BB. I'm going to go with BB. Yeah, okay. but I, just, I think these confirmation hearings are going to be insane only because the the Democrats like are so broken down into their little like affinity groups. Like we're climate people and we're these people and we're this people and we're gay rights and whatever. And so they're going to be like fighting so many battles on so many fronts that there's no way they can coordinate at all. It's going to be the it's going to be the nirvana for the hypothetical question. That's it's it's just going to be an endless stream of well, if this happened and that happened and all you had was a, a water pistol, would you put the pansy boom boom on the big black thing? It's going to be stay away from the hypothetical question. I can't say this enough. If you're a politician and you're listening, don't answer the hypothetical question. Not even well, with I a joke. Have to kill the hypothetical kitten. Yes, I will start drowning hypothetical. See, and here's the here's the thing: we'll get hate mail about that. Like, oh, okay, you- we like hate mail. People are listening. <laughs> People are listening. You know what? We're doing a okay. We are doing a okay on the Loftus Party Show. It's pretty awesome. So, hey, that's what I'm looking forward to in 2017. Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your friends about the flip side. It's it's growing. More and more people are catching the show on YouTube America. We're on a bunch of nights of the week. We're on Family Entertainment TV. There's another uh, another big round of marketing coming up. They got this big thing where they sell uh, TV shows down in Miami. That'll that'll be coming up in February, I want to say. So yeah, the flip side, she's a growing, and it's not one of these. Uh, hey, uh, give me fifty dollars and you can look at the show on the internet. No, this is old school. Turn on the TV and enjoy it. There you go. That's how it's working. Capitalism, baby. I'm a <laughs> digging it. Okay. What else are you looking forward to in 2017? 
Well, I'm looking forward, I guess, to a continuation. How do you put this? I'm looking forward to seeing if anybody other than the one or two people who already have on the left actually wakes up and figures out what went wrong because it wasn't Russia. Right. It just wasn't Russia. And it also isn't that everybody who voted for Donald Trump is a bunch of foaming mouth racists. I and tell it also, you, I'm just I'm a racist. That's what it is. It, you know, all of the things they're attempting to blame it on are just wrong. And it it really, to me, boils down to that whole arrogance around we know the right answer. We know the way things should be. Stop it, you little people. We've got it. Yeah. Don't worry and, about it. Which is know? weird. We're kind of on – it's the same coin, but we're on different sides of it. I'm in – what I'm enjoying is is right now with them, oh, it was the Russians and oh, it was Bernie Sanders and oh, I love, love, love. And I want them to conti- continue looking in the wrong direction for as long as possible, for as long as possible. Well, I, I'm just highly entertained by the level of arrogance that makes them look in the wrong direction. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I think that they, they know better than all of us. absolutely going to continue. What's going to continue? The, the, the entertainment of, of the folks on the left just not having a clue, not understanding why they lost, continuing to cry. But the popular vote, but the popular vote, you know what? If I wanted to be ruled by Los Angeles, California, I would live in California. And why can't Stacy, Liberty Gypsy, voice on the other end of the internet – why can't someone just say it like that? Like, this is the second time in a month you've done it. The first time was like, if the idea of Trump being president frightens you this much, you, obviously you think the government's too big, right? That one, which was great. And that's another one. You just crushed it. You just casually knocked it out of the park. Why, thank if, you. It, it is. Oh, the popular vote, the popular vote. If I wanted to be, if I wanted to live under the rule of Los Angeles, I would live in Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the beauty of this country. And, you know, I'm in Georgia. Georgia Uh, should have a bigger impact on my life than Los Angeles, California. Yes. Yes. And it's 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 really kind of uh, boring. Who was that? Like Joe Joanne? Not no, not Joanne. Nozachinsky, who's the the pundit for the left who's always on the five and she's on the Fox all the time. She's usually on the uh, outnumbered one on outnumbered. Yeah, Julie, Julie, so I don't know. Julie Roginsky? Yeah, she was literally uh, recently on, on Fox talking about, no, we have to really look at this. We really have to rethink the Electoral College. Like, she was being sincere. And I'm no, like, are you out of your, no, we, we, yeah, absolutely we don't. And that's, see, they talk about, like, when people say, I, I don't like saying, like, ooh, they said something dangerous or something that threatened our democracy. But just to casually go, yeah, you know what? We really should rethink the whole electoral college and maybe go to a, a popular vote. Are you crazy? Well, that's how Are they ruined crazy? the Senate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You already ruined the Senate. Let's not do this. But, I mean, yeah, the the whole concept that because we lost, now we have to exert our will on the masses – you know, through something like, you know, completely upending the Constitution. I, I, you know, I don't like using the word dangerous either, but I do believe that is dangerous. If you have looked at a map, there is a lot of red on it. Oh, my goodness. Do you want to put your thumb on all of those people? I don't think you do. <laughs> I think uh, I think Texas would be the first one to leave. Like if a, if a state would secede, like if you went to the popular vote and New York and Los Angeles 
ruled America. Oh, Texas, yeah. Texas would be gone in a heartbeat. Texas would be gone in a heartbeat. Oh, I and just if want I was a the, passport. And if I was the governor of of any red state, I would have a contingency plan, mm-hmm. an Al, an Alamo plan. Mm-hmm. Pardon the pun, but be like, hey, if we ever did have to leave the. If we ever did have to leave the U.S., like we need, we need uh, money for roads. We got to make sure we got, like, we got to be able to afford to keep this whole shit going. I'd be a good governor. I'd be an awesome governor. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be the first one to make the conversion. Say what? From entertainer or entertainment to politics. That's going to be happening more and more. That's going to be happening more and more. Just don't let it be, Kanye. Oh no! But boy, He's oh boy, twenty twenty four now after he sat down with Donald, Kanye's not going to do it. He's never going to run. He's I never going to run. No, all you have to do is bring up some old tweets and he'll be done. Some tweets from Amber Rose. Remember those? That was great. That was a fantastic look back in twenty sixteen. <laughs> Kanye picked a fight with that chick. Never, <laughs> never pick a fight with an ex girlfriend with a big Twitter following. That's a that's a good rule of thumb. Because she started tweeting out little secrets of the stuff they were doing in the bedroom. And old old Kanye got real quiet <laughs> real quick. Really fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amber Rose is like, I guess I'm not there to blank with your blank anymore. And Ooh. old Kanye. Oh, yeah. Kanye went away. Well, Kanye um, had a couple what am different I look- meltdowns last year. So the one where he was like Kanye. begging for money was probably the most epic. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Here's I guess I'm looking forward to this in 2017, the follow-up to that robbery in France that looked really, really suspicious. Which robbery? I missed it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the Kardashians. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, Kanye's on stage. He has to leave because Kim had been robbed in Paris. It all looked very, very hinky, looked very suspicious, very staged. Very insurance-oriented. Yes, Yes. And then Kanye, that was bizarre. He checked into the mental hospital in Los Angeles, like literally went in for psychiatric care mm-hmm. because the night before he was on stage talking about how Trump was going to be awesome. So, like literally they threw him in, in the asylum. Obviously, you've lost your mind. And then he got out of the mental hospital and immediately went to Trump Tower. <laughs> Like, there was one picture where the two of them were smiling. Every other one that I saw, they both looked so pissed off. Well, who knows? Like, they have the angriest looks on their faces. It's like, guys, there's cameras. Don't do that. Well, Kanye's got that weird jaw thing. Even when he smiles, he looks a little odd, you know? Yeah. And who knows? Who knows what his crazy agenda was? Thanks for meeting with me, uh, President-elect Trump. Could you do something about Taylor Swift? She's still... She's pissing me off. That bitch wins too many Grammys. And then Trump's like, I wasted my time talking to you. Let's just take the picture and get out of my sight. Yeah, I I didn't get the whole idea or what the purpose was for that particular meeting. But yeah, whatevs. Whatevs. What else are you looking forward to? I like this game where I just ask you what you're looking forward to and then we talk about it. Um, I am looking forward to because this year was revolutionary for me in terms of discovering streaming. Excuse me. Um, and I am now have I have a list of shows that I just am completely hooked to. I haven't. Well, we, watched were, we were just talking yet. about that with the Star Trek thing. Hmm? We were just talking about that with the Star Trek thing. Are you like just going Netflix, just straight up Netflix up and down the aisle right now? I'm totally Netflix. 
I yeah. have not checked out the Amazon Prime. I have it. I haven't checked it out. I have not checked out the Hulu, the Roku. Right now, I'm just on Netflix, and I'm really, really, really liking the Marvel Universe. They're doing it well. They are yeah. doing it right. I, I have, like, zero time. I thought I was going to be able to finish um, Daredevil, mm-hmm. but I'm still towards the end of season two. Yeah. I haven't even looked at Luke Cage. That's supposed to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I got to get caught up. I got to get caught up. It was actually funny because I'm like, all right, so I'm going to do this. And it's hooked up to the television now. So I don't have to do it just on the phone or the iPad or the computer. And I turned on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's and a pretty good show. I, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I got angry at a couple of things. Yes, you did. I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything. But, yeah, I got pretty pissed there in season one. Yep. But I kept watching. So this the episode ends and my my husband looks at me and goes, What's what's that? And I'm like, huh? And he goes, That was a movie, wasn't it? I mean the production value on some of these things are just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, a couple The Crown, that was another one. I'm looking very forward to season two of that. What's the crown? Um, that was the one about Queen Elizabeth. Oh, okay. Coming to the throne and Winston Churchill is in there. And it, it's really using the the coronation of Queen Elizabeth to talk about that period in history. And I'm kind of a history geek. So, um, gotcha. Really well done. But again, the production of its, of the actual show itself, it looks like a movie. Yeah. Um, the one that's coming up with uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Lemony Snickets, a series of unfortunate events. That looks crazy in terms of production. I think it's going to be a bomb. Well, I I mean, it'll have great production values, but I don't think it's going to catch on. Netflix has so much money to throw at these things. It's fantastic. It, it really is uh, the golden age of great television. People say there's nothing good on TV, and I, I just want to shoot them. I really do. It's like, no, there's too much good stuff. Well, I would say there's not a lot of really great stuff on my cable package, but I'm finding more and more great stuff on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm calling that TV now because yeah, uh, okay. PlayStation has a show that was pretty good. I can't even remember the name of it now. Like, But for a while, I think PlayStation is going to have their own streaming service. It's really? – yeah, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. But I think it's good too and what I like about it is, is a lot more freedom in picking and choosing what you're entertained by. I mean, if you look at the major networks, they are so controlled from the top down. Yeah. And and the messaging is there. Very few people break through that messaging. You know, obviously, Kevin James and Tim Allen and a couple other ones being the the standard bearers of saying, hey, we're going to we're going to depict a different look at life. You know, well, I mean, CBS is doing a lot of that do that. But if you look at Netflix, I mean, the the level of creativity and freedom to bring something to that platform or Roku or Hulu or Amazon Prime, the the same centralized control over content isn't there. Now, here's the here's the inherent danger, though. Here's the thing that has me concerned while you go, oh, I got all these shows. The all I ever watch is Netflix Mm -hmm. or all I ever watch is Amazon. When do you stumble across the news? You never do. Facebook. Well, right. And there's there's the danger right there. Because now Facebook has uh, Snopes, 
Oh, and God. some other yeah, those are gonna, those are going to be the guardians of what is real and what is not real. So now we're getting to the point where, and it, this is the this is the other lovely thing that came out of the 2016 election. Like you see the power of the internet, and oh, we can channel our message through Twitter and Facebook and all this other stuff. However, you know, Facebook is a privately held company, and they can kind of do whatever they want. People can get mad, and they can be a great weeping and gnashing of teeth. But I just don't know where people are gonna gonna get just straight up news. I don't know where they get it now. I I think they they still get it from uh, ABC, CBS, NBC. Uh, CNN, Fox News, but that's like, hey, you're flipping around your cable system or your satellite system, and you kind of go, oh, I'll, I'll watch the news. This thing's going on, and I don't well, even know I will if you're Roku. streaming. If you're streaming on Netflix, and like all of a sudden a plane crashes into the World Trade Center, is Netflix going to do like an alert across the bottom of the screen? No, no, no. You're going to get a Twitter notification. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's I honestly terrifying. think I honestly think that 2016, you know, it's been coming for a while, but the way we consume information is going to change. You know, we've been through, and you know, I hate it, the 24-hour news cycle. I don't think that's really working anymore. Um, you know, we now phrase interviews as taking people on and smacking them down. I I don't watch WWE, and I don't want that in my 24-hour news cycle but you know i for one i read across the spectrum i will watch video clips but it is very rare that i sit down and watch the news because i don't trust any of it i guess that's why i i watch msnbc and i watch fox and i try to figure out what are they trying to do here you know, what what what's the spin on this? What's the spin on that? And who's actually just reporting the facts? Uh well, I got that kind of depressed me. That kind of made me bummed out. Well, no, like, I actually No, people are people are still going to people are going to get in more and more into their own little bubbles of reality. These are the shows I watch on Netflix. I don't watch the news. I get my news from Facebook, and if I don't like the news I'm if that this person is peddling, I will just simply unfriend them and I never have to see them again. You're there's not going to be any uh oh, think about it this way. You know, that's what I think that's one of the things that I think is the the power, the engine behind the flip side on television that we present these ideas, you know, comedically you know, there's the joke of it, but hopefully underneath that, there's like, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way. Like the thing about the Electoral College and and like, OK, popular vote. So because New York and L.A. have a shit ton of people, I guess they're going to decide what we do. People would be horrified by that. So we have to make fun of it in a way that doesn't make people feel bad. I don't like – listen, I can totally understand people not liking the outcome of the election. I totally get that. Your person lost. You're yeah, mad. We, However, we didn't you like it in 08 or 012. Or right. 12. But yeah. we never like protested in the streets and smashed buildings and cars and set things on fire and like, hey, let's rethink the Constitution. we just like, wow, that guy was a much better candidate than Mitt Boringly Romney. <laughs> well – yeah, no, and I would agree that you definitely run into the risk of compartmentalization, but it's already compartmentalized. Most people – Oh, well, and, that's what I'm saying. It will get worse. I don't know how it really gets worse. I mean I used to think Fox did a fair job of trying to bring out you know, a different perspective while still doing a credible job. They completely jumped the shark in 2016. With what? Uh, 
Oh, they were every the vast majority of their commentators were every bit in the bag for Donald Trump during the primary, as you would have accused the people on the left of being in the bag for Hillary Clinton. Well, Hannity was, but Hannity wore it on his sleeve. Megan. um, Oh, gosh, the guy who's on in the morning, Ducey and the whole Fox and Friends crowd, Judge Janine, um, Greta Van Susteren, Bill O'Reilly. I mean, very early, they all went that way. They showed Greta Van Susteren the door. I can't wait till she can talk about that. Yeah, I don't get that one either. That is a that's a very, very strange one. She just showed up to work one day and they said, here's your stuff. Get out. That's well, I, now I, if you read her Twitter feed. She's like traveling the world and doing philanthropy and she seems very happy. Oh, I hope so. And hopefully someday she can tell the story of what went down on Fox. Uh, However, um, that hottie McHottie, uh, Megyn Kelly, Mm -hmm. Aeon Flux, she was not on the Trump train at all. At all. That was some of the best television ever. When she went at it with Newt Gingrich, and Newt Gingrich is like, you must be uh, uh, just like (laughs) – like completely focused on sex. That was hilarious. That was great. But yeah, she wasn't uh, on the Trump train. Well, no, but uh, you would also have people like Brett Baer and Chris Wallace who were asking questions that good journalists ask during the debates and at other points in time. Mm-hmm. And they were being accused of being anti-Trump, which they they weren't. Right. You know, if you watched Chris Wallace's debate, he got accolades from both sides of the aisle because oh yeah i mean approached it the right way we need more people like that and fewer people like bullard and hannity and joanne reed well those are the people who tend to stick around uh the longest uh, chris matthews does that well and i always i always like that like chris matthews was inter- inter- interviewing trump early on and uh just did him a huge favor like came at him with a real like a humdinger wham baby zinger and okay, so now you know, you know you have to answer that one. There's a chink in your armor. You actually you're doing people favors. However, here's what I hate, and and it, it's still gonna happen. Is like I'm so bored with like gotcha journalism. I'm so bored with like hypothetical questions. I'm so bored with like aren't I brave for asking this question when no one really gives a crap, right? Like if you catch somebody uh, doing a crime, yes. Uh, go at them hard. But when you're like, hey, you had seven Snickers bars and you only told us you had six, you're like, really? Uh, click. I'm, I'm, I'm moving the channel. Well, that's because news is on 24 hours a day and they have to cover something. Well, yeah, unless you're MSNBC and then you yeah, just right. show you just show like pl- prison documentaries. <laughs> well, but I mean, you know, I, I'm totally with you on the the infotainment, I guess is what I call it. Well, it's, listen, it's infotainment. I just... It's not, it, to me, there are some shows on Fox and MSNBC and not so much ABC and, C- and CNN, the 24 hour channels that are about as, should be taken about as seriously as Jon Stewart should have been. Jon Stewart was an entertainer. He was not a journalist. He did not provide news. He provided commentation, commentary on the news. Right. And, there is so much of that now that I just believe the population is largely losing their ability to discern the difference. So they won't watch any of it is what I'm saying. 
no, you'll just watch you'll have it. these like bizarre people who are just in their phones and they're either tweeting or they're watching the latest show on Netflix and they're not even going to stumble across the news and you're going to be like wow how about that nuke that uh Russia dropped in Syria and they're going to be like what what are you talking about i got to get to the gap i just got an email that says i can save 50% that's what i'm worried about the great dumbing down of society we're just going to be like those fat blob people in those hover chairs and from the movie be Wally, right? Just like complete and total no. morons. No. This is how it starts. This is how it starts. Well, I just, I, the media is definitely changing. I agree with you that there has to be some type of information, but who's going to coordinate that? I mean, we have a U.S. news agency, which now can put information out in the United States. They used to be prohibited. Barack Obama now changed that. But is the government going to mandate it? Because then it's just really propaganda. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I'm just saying it's on my radar. It's on my radar. Okay. I'm also looking forward to, in 2017, the return of hope. The return of hope. Did you see that clip of Michelle Obama talking to Oprah the other day? Um, no, I've read about it. I haven't actually seen the clip yet, but she's so over the top. The only thing that ever gave this country hope in Michelle Obama's opinion is the election of her husband. I I, I tell you what, she really looks like she believes it. Like th- this oh, is what a, this is what America is feeling now. This America is dealing with a sense of hopelessness. And you're like, what? What are you talking about? And I saw some pundit recently on uh, MSNBC, like, backing her up 110%. 110%. Like, yes, people are without hope. <laughs> That's hilarious to me. Well, it's so hilarious to, to me because, yeah, on the left, you're looking at it and going, damn, we lost. We aren't going to get some of the stuff we thought we were going to get. Well, they're going to be they're going to be horribly disappointed when it's not pure evil. Oh, I know. Like when, oh, really? The policemen aren't going to be dressed up like uh, Nazi guys? Oh, man. You mean to tell me that the the National Guard isn't going to wear SS uniforms? This isn't nearly as scary as I thought it was going to be. They're going to be, it's going to be a huge letdown for all those people, 2017, 2018. Or they just keep up the hyperbole and make things out of nothing like they have for the last, you know, 20 years. Yeah. Okay, uh, 2017. I was gonna say that I was. I'm looking forward to season two of The West World, but I guess maybe it is 2017, or maybe it's 2018. I don't know. I, I don't got, know. I haven't a, watched The West World. There is a guy who, <coughs> pardon me, uh, listens to the show, and he was on on Twitter the other day, and he's like, "When are you gonna talk about West World?" So I'm tr- I'm trying to hook you up right now. Uh, see, you're not a sci-fi person. Did you ever see the original Westworld with Yul Brenner? Um, no, I did not. Okay, it's like this theme park you go to, and, uh, the whole theme park is staffed with robots, right? So you go into Westworld, so it's like the Old West, and there's a robot girl who's like a prostitute at the saloon, and there's a robot bartender, and there's robot good. They look exactly like humans, and you can't get hurt. The robots can't hurt humans, and then this bad robot, the 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 black hat wearing villain of the story, played by bald headed Yule Brenner, Moses, Moses, Moses. He kind of has a bad hunk of wiring, and he starts killing people. And so these guys have to escape from the theme park. And that was that was the movie Westworld. So HBO did a uh, a series 
but it's it was very weird. It was kind of told from the the robot's perspective, and then the guy who runs the theme park, uh, Hannibal Lecter. What's that guy's name? Oh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. He's the genius behind all the robots. At the very end of the show, spoiler alert, the whole thing was he's been trying to get these robots to become self-aware. He's been trying to teach these robots how to look inward and become self-aware and and have the desire to live. So at the end of the show, he manages to do it. And this girl robot is starting to make choices that she wasn't programmed. And he's like, you made it. Congratulations. That's terrifying. And he hands her a gun. And she's got all her little robot friends, and they all have guns, and they just start killing people in the theme park. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> it was completely terrifying. And it yeah. is just like one dude somewhere, and this is how it'll go down, America, and I take a lot of grief for my fear of artificial intelligence and my fear of the robots, blah, blah, blah. And I can see the comedy in it, you know, when you say stuff. However... In Westworld, the TV show, one dude makes a bad decision. Okay, wake up, robots. Here's some guns. And that is usually how it goes down in real science. One guy makes a bad decision, and it affects everyone. So not a fan of the Westworld. I think they dragged it out way too long. It should have been a movie. They tried to make it into a miniseries. Yeah, they threw in a lot of nudity and a lot of doinking and a lot of violence, which usually I'm down for. I'm down for that. But it's always better when it moves the story forward and you actually have to have it. So, I would agree. Here's yeah. something I'm not looking forward to in 2017. Wait, you're not looking forward to it? No, and it kind of goes with this whole like AI thing. AI terrifies me a little bit. You know, okay. I, I don't need Skynet. No, thank you. No, thank you. I, I, I don't want the government to tell me what to do. Do you really think I want some robot overlords doing it? I mean, come on. Yeah, you won't <laughs> be around, by the way. They'll kill us all on the first day. It'll be a very oh, short okay. war. Yeah, oh, it's not going to be – like if you look at like Terminator movies, it won't be like that. It, it will be like like an instantaneous – so, okay, go ahead. I interrupted. No, the self-driving car. Apparently, like they have some now and you can call them up and take a ride. no. No, I'm kind of ready for it. Here's the weird. See, like I'm a giant. I'm a giant hypocrite. The uh, a few weeks ago, Thanksgiving, I went from Long Island to my old hometown of Columbus, Ohio, for for some family stuff. And man, oh man, if I could have put the car on autopilot in Pennsylvania and like gone to sleep or got some work done, I would have dug it. I would have dug it a lot. I just, you know, I was glad to see Google gave up gave up the actual manufacture of the cars that didn't have steering wheels or pedals. There's yeah. got to be an override on the thing. There has to be. Right? Right? I, I don't know why I feel that way because a computer is probably more precise than any human being, but there's got to be an override. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the steering wheel free car with no gas pedals is gone the way of the dinosaur. Now Google's just going to sell their technology, which I think is fabulous. But I saw things floating around Twitter that you can now dial up a self-driving Uber like in San Francisco. Why would you pick San Francisco? I tell you what, Why if they can make it, like if they can work in San Iowa, Francisco. That's not quite so busy to test this out. <laughs> it's like you're you're gonna dive in. Let's do. You know what? Let's do a self-driving car in the Indy 500. A self-driving <laughs> car in San Francisco, which has hills that look like you know vertical. I mean, what is what is that? There's, 
there's there's that one street. I think it's called Lombard Street. Lombard it has street, zigzag, yeah. zigzag, zigzag. Yeah, I would not want to be in a self-driving car. Yeah, take down, down Lombard Street. That'll be great. Right now, they're trying to get them in in New York. They're trying to get Uber in New York. I well, guess they it's kicked out Airbnb. Law. Yeah, well, yeah, all the hotel people got mad. I bet they did. So, I bet so, they did. They had to have been I'm losing a fortune. All right, I am. I'm going to look forward. I'm going to look backward to go forward. In 2017, I am looking forward to watching the miniseries Lonesome Dove. I am going to ah, finish the book. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I cannot. I'm not a Western guy. I'm just, that's not my genre, not my thing, doesn't get me excited. Then I read Lonesome Dove. I am all in. I want to see it. Tommy Lee Jones and Robert Duvall, whoever cast those guys in these parts, just sure, just genius, just genius. Unless if, here's what I'm wondering, if it was Tommy Lee Jones and Bobby Duvall, I call him Bobby because we're close, if if they were the producers of it, if they wanted to do it. Because, like, <laughs> Robert Duvall as uh, Augustus McRae, I can't see anybody else doing it. I can't see anybody else doing it. Tommy Lee Jones is, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to see it. Did the, the, the fam hear that that's, like, a must-have Christmas present? Oh, yeah, yeah. If Santa Claus or one of his elves is listening, that is a must-have. Hook me up. Hook me up. 2017, I'm looking forward to, I think, a Han Solo movie comes out. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. That's, the, that's the origin story I'm dying to see. I hope they don't screw it up. Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem. You know Han Solo's going to escape. You have to be super duper duper talented to write an entertaining origin story. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Like Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones uh, and also uh, 007. Guys like that, you know, uh, you know for a fact they're not going to die. They're not going to get hurt. So how do you put them in jeopardy? How do you make the audience worried about? It? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I guess it's just that. Okay. And and I kind of and again, no spoilers, right? But when I wrote the the review of Rogue One, one of the things was that I was not as emotionally attached to the individual characters in that film as you were almost immediately to the characters written in episode four. And so you're making a movie about a character that people are already emotionally attached to and already have some sense of. You're either going to screw it up or you're going to hit it out of the park. There is no in between. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to think of the name of it might be iconic or. Yeah. But when you look at the characters from uh, Star Wars, like mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Obi-Wan Kenobi, those iconic there's another name there's another uh word it's like from mythology from like when cavemen were sitting around telling stories and when the greeks were telling stories and the romans you always have these characters Mm -hmm. those they are oh my gosh what's the name it's gonna drive me crazy so that's that's kind of what you have to live up to in the star wars universe i don't think they did it like on the reboot of star wars like that girl ray who's oh i'm the wacky uh doesn't really it might work because she kind of is just another version of Luke Skywalker. So right. I don't know about Rogue One. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to see it soon, though. I've just oh. been crazy busy. America. Yeah, no. I would not say the main character in Rogue One is a new version of Luke Skywalker. Okay. Well, not, there you have it. That's, not, have that's it. not what it's about. I am looking forward to in 2017 
uh, huge leaps forward in uh, pharmaceutical drugs. And also, here's a weird one. This kind of goes back to our Westworld thing. I think it was some kids, I want to say, at Pens- in Pennsylvania, a university in Pennsylvania. It wasn't MIT. They have a robotic arm that you wear. Like if you lost an arm, you have this robot arm, and it's controlled through brainwaves. And they showed this kid using it. They had this giant headpiece on, uh, and the kid was controlling the robotic arm and, like, picking up blocks and moving them places. And we're getting close. We're getting close. Close yeah, see, that's, that's of, oh, I, like the centipede project on Agents of the Shield, and it's just freaking me out a little bit. Right? Well, like the bionic man, the $6 million man, yeah. we're getting close to that. And if yeah. you've got a robotic arm, you might as well give it super strength. And then if you can do that, we might as well just have, uh, you know, robot army people, and then you got real problems. It all comes back to robot army people. Yeah, no, a- any robot and army should never be in the same idea or thought. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Bad exactly. juju. I'm looking forward to this. There's a new dude who's in charge of the National Review. There is? Yeah. Bill Crystal got the heave-ho. No, that's the Weekly Standard. The Weekly Standard. I yes. don't know these magazines, Stacy. I don't read them. I was just like, really? Because that was kind of somebody I knew. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm with you now. So who's who's the National Review friend of yours? Um, I have had the pleasure of interviewing Charles C.W. Cook, Kevin Williamson. So there's a couple of them. There's a couple of good eggs. So anyway, they they showed Bill Crystal the door on uh, his little one. What's his one? The Weekly Standard. The Weekly Standard. Bill Crystal, uh, there you go. He's moved on to other things. I'm sure he has other stuff that he wants to do. So I want to see how, how they're doing it over there at the Weekly Standard. Yeah, I have not heard who his replacement will be so oh he's a fox news pundit you'll recognize the guy you'll recognize the guy got a little goatee little gray hair little salt and pepper hair um credibility it is Mm -hmm. uh i am looking forward to there's a book that i read it's part of a trilogy the name of the wind uh a kid by the name of patrick rothfuss uh, wrote mm-hmm. these two books. One of them is called The Name of the Wind. I can't remember the other one. The third book should be coming out in 2017. Those are awesome. Nice. That's kind of like Game of Thrones type stuff. Looking forward to Game of Thrones. Holy guacamole. I'm in uncharted territory on that show. I don't know what's going to happen. That's going to be sweet. Uh, yeah, I'm looking. Be- uh, go. Ooh, ah, what, huh? I said because I don't do the HBO, I, I don't do Game of Thrones. Which I'm kind of sad for because I love that kind of historical stuff. Now, can't you just get HBO on demand? Don't don't they have a streaming? See, I don't I don't know what you can just like get for free and everything you can stream. So now I'll have to look into that. Yeah, and that is the problem. Mm -hmm. You got You're gonna have to have all these different services, and then the internet's just gonna look like TV channels, uh, whatever, whatever. However, I'm looking forward to. Uh, everything in 2017, new music, man, there's some great new music out there and hopefully we'll do this thing, uh, with that hashtag screw you. I like it (laughs) where like, I want people to be able to like share music. I want to like have somebody go, Oh, here's a song, uh, by this great band. Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll do one right now. I'll do one right now. Let me, let me go to the, uh, the old iTunes music hoo-ha. There is a song called peaches. By a band called In the Valley Below that is just fantastic. And then there's another one. Oh, my gosh. 
there's a band named Whitney, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y, Whitney, does this song called No Woman, and holy cow, it's one of the weirder songs I've ever heard. It's stylistically, I don't even know how to describe it, but I can't stop listening to it. I cannot stop. Not as good as Rihanna. Oh, my Lord. That song, Screw You, I Like It, gets filed under this is the song to do some serious banging by. Like, put this on and let's start knocking boots. We need we need some Al Green greatest hits and then uh, this crazy love Rihanna song. One of the sexiest things I've ever heard in my life. I will hashtag screw you. I like it. <laughs> ah, well, that's our show. That's our 2017 here's what we're looking forward to show. I don't have a Michaeltopia for this. You know why I don't, Stacy? Why? I'm not going to throw some crazy rules on about the future unless that would you've got some. That probably be a good idea. Yeah, let's just uh, let's just here's a Michaeltopia and Michaeltopia. We're good to one another. And it's not just some phrase that you say at the end of some. Blah, blah, blah. No, like literally try to be a good person. Uh, help people. Uh, be kind and be generous and uh, think about your fellow man. I guess that's my New Year's resolution, but I'm doing that now. So it's not a resolution. I was doing it yesterday, so I'm going to do it again tomorrow. All right. Excellent. That is the Loftus Party. Thank you so much, Liberty Gypsy, as always. Thank you, guys. I hope you had a safe and happy and wonderful New Year's Eve. And uh, you got everything you wanted from Santa Claus. And you had a wonderful Hanukkah and all the other ones. We will see you and we will talk with you next week. It's the Loftus Party. Go to theloftusparty.com. We got it all going on right there. Peace!